0: Hello folks, welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for the 11th Sunday after Pentecost, August 21st, 2022, offered at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Greensboro, Alabama. Principal text for the sermon is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 29. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So often on Sunday mornings as I travel around to different churches, I stand up here looking at a congregation of people wondering, why are you here this morning? What did you expect when you walked through the doors of the church to come to worship this morning? Now for St. Paul's Greensboro, maybe you got the email yesterday, and so you are here because we knew we were going to have Wendy with us to play, right? And we're going to have music, or maybe you're here because you wanted to do Sunday school before the service, or maybe you're here because you know that there's a covered dish luncheon following the service, nothing wrong with that. Possibly you were here hoping to hear a good sermon. That's yet to be determined. We'll see how that goes in a few minutes, right? Or you're here to say prayers, or you're here simply because you're drawn here to receive Holy Communion. My guess is, though, when you got up this morning and got dressed and came to church, you were not expecting to encounter something dangerous or something earth-shaking or something scary. But that is exactly what our reading from Hebrews tells us that we should expect. We've been getting sort of the greatest hits from Hebrews over the past couple of weeks, especially its closing chapters when the writer has some really great sort of one-off phrases about the power of faith. We have been given sort of all of the examples, the the, the hall of fame of of our Israelite brothers and sisters and ancestors that demonstrated faith to us. Last week we were encouraged that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses so that we can persevere with faith running the race that has given us. But this week, Hebrews, as it moves towards its conclusion, takes a bit of a scary turn if you follow what the writer is saying. Just before this passage that we have this morning, the writer in Hebrews warns us, the Christian community, that we should not be like Esau, the older brother who gave away his birthright because he was so hungry that all he could think about was his immediate needs. So he took what was tangible and right in front of him and gave away what was intangible and what was priceless. Hebrews tells us that we need to be careful of this God of ours because our God is like fire, untouchable, but yet we can feel God's presence. Our God has sought to be with us. And that's what Hebrew points us to. Hebrews talks about when God came to Mount Sinai and came down. And there were clouds and thunder and trumpets. And even Moses was afraid to approach God on the mountain. And the people down below were like, we do not want to go up there. We don't want to hear this directly. Moses, you go talk to God for us. And even in that moment so close to the power of God, there were some that said... Eh, this seems a little too dangerous. We're going to go back down here and we're going to create a God that we can contain and control and can touch. But then Hebrews also describes another mountain where we are called to meet God and God's full presence. And that's at Mount Zion. That's when we think about when God's kingdom is fully realized and we get to be in that heavenly city of Jerusalem where we get to be caught up with the great cloud of witnesses. And there are angels there who, when angels show up on earth, are certainly scary. But there they are singing and worshiping God. And we are there with what Hebrews calls the assembly of the firstborn. They are to worship God in the fullness of God's presence. On this second mountain, the fear that we experienced of experiencing the full power of God here on earth is suddenly replaced with overwhelming awe of experiencing God's presence in God's fullness in heaven. So when you step through the doors of the church this morning, maybe you didn't realize it, but you are stepping between two mountains, two places that God has sought to meet us, Mount Sinai and Mount Zion, where we will ultimately all be together. And between these two places, we have to balance the fear that comes with having such a powerful God and the celebration that we feel drawn to knowing that God is going to bring all things right. But in church, on Sunday mornings, we get a glimpse both of our past in reading scriptures from our Hebrew brothers and sisters and of our future when we hear readings in Hebrews or hear the gospel of being part of the assembly of the firstborn. And if you're like, I don't know what that means you're not alone it's a weird phrase and it's something that really only appears in Hebrews and the word that's being translated as assembly is from the Greek ecclesia which is the word one of the words where we get church So you hear about ecclesial, Well, you probably don't hear about ecclesial law and things like that, but when you work for the bishop's office, you hear a lot about ecclesial things, right? And so this is the Greek word for church. And what's interesting is ecclesia for church isn't referring to the walls and the roof and the pews that we're sitting in. It's referring to the people. To be the ecclesia are to be the people called out by God. And in this instance, we are called out by God to live as though we are all firstborn, that we're not Esau faced with making a decision between what our birthright and privileges are and having something to eat, we are all firstborn in the eyes of God, entitled to all of the status and privilege that comes with that. We are inheritors of the kingdom of God, and we are called out by God to come together as an assembly of those people living freely and equally in the gift and grace of God. Imagine that if we actually lived like we were all equal and we lived like we knew we didn't have to earn God's grace and love but that we really believed that we were made righteous and whole through Jesus Christ what sort of church would that be a church not as concerned about holding on to the tangible things that we have around us but as concerned about holding on to each other the people the ecclesia that God has called So between these two mountains, we come to a particular place, but we come as a particular type of people called out by God to come here to experience God's presence in this world. And by coming to church, we are given the opportunity to let go of those things out there in the world that would distract us or that would try to tell us that we are not equal, we are not firstborn, that it is down to what we can get and grab in the world, and that goes for our faith. But we come to church to hear that that is not true. That is not who we really are. So maybe you walked through the door this morning hoping for a little joy, hoping for comfort, hoping for love. Maybe you were expecting to be a little bit bored. Maybe you're still hoping to hear that great sermon that you started out with this morning. But I imagine you didn't come in here expecting for God to grab a hold of you and to shake you up. But that's what Hebrews says that God does. That the God that shook the mountains at Mount Sinai shakes all of creation, and that that same God will even shake the heavens so that the only thing that is left standing is what God deems unshakable. It's the kingdom of God, it is the unshakable ecclesia, the people called out and found by God to be firstborn. The writer Annie Dillard, talking about coming to church, says we spend too much time maybe thinking about what we're wearing and where we're going to sit and what's going to happen where when we walk into the church, what the ushers should really do is lash us to the pews and give us helmets because what God has called us together to do is amazing work that is mind-blowing and dangerous and that if the God that we proclaim actually showed up, we needed to be ready to be shooken up by that God. So maybe we don't have crash helmets this morning, but maybe we could use some shaking, some shaking that makes us let go of the distractions of this world or our anxieties or whatever it is that is keeping us from seeing ourselves as beloved and forgiven and inheritors of the kingdom of God. It's the ecclesia, the people called out, that are the unshakable parts of the kingdom. All of this can pass away, but it is God's people that remain. And so come here this morning. Meet that God that shakes mountains and let God shake you loose of whatever is holding you back. Because when God has a hold of us, all we have left is to say, thank you, thank you. And thanks be to God for you. Amen.